Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Jim Ventura. Thanks for joining me today. Uh, if you're catching the show live, uh, this is going to be our live column read of uh, my monthly Snake Oil column, so we'll be getting to that shortly. Uh, if it's your first time tuning into the show, uh, my name is Jim Ventura. I am a professional uh, navigational consultant. I'm an astrologer, numerologist. Uh, I work with tarot, animal cards, rune stones, angel cards, number of different types of oracles. I do uh, personal sessions here in my home office in Phoenix, Arizona, as well as by phone. Um, two things, if you're not already getting my monthly newsletter, which is free column, and lots of good info, email me at VenturaSag at Yahoo.com to get added to the monthly mailing list. And uh, if you want information about any personal sessions, any of the books I've written, and uh, information on upcoming classes, because we will be doing web seminars soon, probably by the end of the summer, uh, for some of my classes, which will be nice and uh, inexpensive for people to do in the comfort of their own home. This will all be available to you through the newsletter and the website, which is uh, JimVentura.com. So uh, you can catch my books on Amazon as well. Just look up Jim Ventura, Dirty Little Secrets of Snake Oil, Volume 1. And again, all that info is also available on the website as well as if you get my monthly newsletter. Okay, so anyway, this is our uh, beginning of the month show. So uh, I do a monthly column called Snake Oil that I've been doing since 2003. And uh, very, uh, very fun uh, column that I've been writing for many years. This is where some of my books have come from, of course, also. And first of the month, I always like to do a live column read. And then I'm going to talk about um, uh, this particular issue in a little bit more depth. Because you know, one of the things I find as a writer, there's always so much more information I want to say, but we always have to kind of keep things reasonable. Uh, otherwise, people, you know, they don't want to. They, they, they're not as inclined to want to read an entire book. You know, what I mean, I always try to keep my columns down to two or three pages. Occasionally, they push to four. I got to be careful about that. In fact, I, uh, I actually yesterday I did my second YouTube video. If you haven't caught my first YouTube video, uh, you can go to YouTube and, and look up Jim Ventura and find uh, my uh, my uh, my video. Uh, I did a second video on astrology, which was uh, very fun to do yesterday. And actually, my the dude who did the work for me, Apollo Poetry, has already finished it. So I'll be posting that in the next day or two. I'll probably be posting that on Facebook uh, before I post that anywhere else. And you could uh, go to my fan page on Facebook, too, or friend request me as well if you want to... Uh, if you want to get updates, and sometimes I run different types of reading specials, and a lot of things are posted there because I can do that a little more often than the monthly column. So also an option. Okay, video is fine. I might talk about that a little more. Uh, the guy that I have worked for me is named Apollo Poetry. He actually was on MTV years ago. He has a fair amount of fame. He's a, he's a rapper poet, uh, and uh, he just did a video recently that Oprah Winfrey is going to be looking at in the next week or so. So I'm grateful to have him be doing this work for me since I don't think he's going to be available in the uh, the practicality department in the next the next couple of years realistically the video we did is is really awesome the one he it's about a man who lost his never met his real mother and he uh and he uh is in search of that and this has all happened in Thailand and you know the video ends of course with him finding the mother and uh, very emotional if you catch a trailer look up Apollo poetry on YouTube 
And uh, I've actually interviewed Apollo before, too, on the show. And uh, you'll be, grab a box of tissues, though, because you're going uh, to cry. My video is completely different. You're probably going to laugh, because as usual, if you catch any of my videos, you know I'm always kind of a wise-ass in the beginning, and then I give some good information on astrology. So I won't give it away, but a completely different type of <laughs> direction to be going. Anyway, so uh, I'm going to do the column read in a few minutes. I want to welcome everybody. I, I see I've got some callers ready and some people jumping into the uh, chat room as well. Welcome, Demi Fox. Welcome, welcome Gleeful, uh, and a few other people have been jumping in and out. see I've got some callers. Callers, just so you know, today... Um, it is a live column read. When I do the show, um, i actually rarely able to get to too many calls. I might be able to get to one or two calls toward the end of the show, and I'll let you guys know. And if you were patient enough to wait, uh, then I will, you know, I'll take you in that order. But uh, we're looking at probably a good 25 minutes before I take calls. It'll just be toward the last few minutes of the 45-minute show, 45 show, because we want to talk a bit about our subject today. So... Uh, just for future reference, I should be able to get to probably two of you anyway. I see two people already in the in the in the docket. Um, but again, it'll be a bit later on. Uh, month, first of the month, beginning of the month show is always going to be a column reader to talk about that. Uh, if you're looking to get the mini readings, uh, for the most part, you really actually want to look at my astrology shows because I open the phone line sooner when I do that. Or also my interview shows, which I'll be doing another one of those this month as well too. But again, I might be able to get to one or two calls uh, toward the end here. So, okay, so here's my monthly snake oil column. Let me read this, and we'll we'll kind of talk a bit about this, and then I'll tell you about some other things that are going on, and then we'll see if we can get to a couple of callers. Okay, so this month's column is called Sensitive Susie. I was hanging out with a longtime friend a few weeks ago when I told him that I experienced a night during my last vacation where I drank way too much alcohol. I usually have one drink a night when I go to Las Vegas for my three-day and night trips that I take every other month or so. The bartender in the Diamond Lounge overpoured my Cavassier to make it more like three drinks. As opposed to one strong drink, I figured since I was on vacation, not driving, what would it matter if I indulged beyond my normal limits? Of course, my intuitive self and practical self told me that it was not a good idea. But I foolishly ignored those wiser voices. I drank I drink infrequently, and very little when I do, so this heavy amount made me a bit drunk. Like most intoxicants, it was fun for a few hours, then quickly followed with a headache and other discomforts. I crashed in my hotel room that night early and had a lousy night of sleep. I woke up every two hours to urinate, and I did not feel well rested when I got up the next morning. I needed an endless amount of water to feel hydrated. Indulgence in any form usually... I messed it up. Let me read that line. It didn't make any sense. Um, I felt crappy for most of the next day, and I couldn't seem to drink enough water to feel comfortably hydrated. There we go. Indulgence in any form usually has an expensive price tag attached to it. The fun of indulgence usually isn't worth the after effects. The buddy I told about my brief indulgence with alcohol is actually a Mormon. I told him that I think the Mormons are right about the negative aspects of intoxicants like alcohol, drugs, and caffeine. He was thrilled that I validated the wisdom of an aspect of his religious and spiritual convictions. He's a good friend and my designated driver whenever we go out to the bars or other events four or five times a year. Even though I often don't actually drink most of the time, his willingness to be a driver is greatly appreciated. I realize that I often forget to verbally acknowledge the wisdom and value of my friends. 
I have great friends, and that's why I hang out with them in the first place. This experience reminded me to compliment them more often. My sensitivity to certain drugs, food, alcohol became noticeable in my early 20s. All fast food ended at about the age of 23. Diet anything ended the first time I tasted something with artificial sugar. It always tasted lousy to me. Crystal light nightmares of my mother trying to tell us uh, to sell us on its benefits and tastiness. And any product that contains it never appeals to me. In my late teens and early 20s, I briefly experimented with a few harder drugs like cocaine and even ecstasy. But they were never things that I was truly comfortable with. I always found that the toll of these substances on my body, spirit, and wallet didn't justify their value. Even over-the-counter medications like allergy medications, pain medications, have always made me feel uncomfortable. They would temporarily fix what was wrong, but ten of the negative things would be the uncomfortable price I paid for using them. The only drug that ever seemed to really not bother me uh, or cause me any real ill effects was marijuana. I'm guessing this is because it is a natural plant from the earth and less harsh to the body. I was happily stoned a lot when I was in college. In my late 20s and early 30s, my tolerance for alcohol began to wane as well. I would be fine when I drank top-shelf alcohol and good wines and beers, but in small doses. I discovered that I was able to drink reasonable amounts of alcohol if I had a bottle of water between drinks. Now when I drink, it's usually two bottles of water for each drink. Caffeine became far less tolerable when I got into my early 30s. When I go back to New York to visit friends and family, the straight not cut with decaf, coffee we would drink would leave me feeling irritable and uncomfortably wired for hours. At home when I make coffee, it's generally 75% decaffeinated. Now that I'm in my 40s, I even have more difficulty if I have too much sugar. Over time, I've definitely become a sensitive Susie. I've already discussed the emotional and psychological influences of intoxicants in previous snake oil columns. Things like alcohol, tobacco, sugar, caffeine, and all other drugs all mask uncomfortable feelings like fear, anger, feeling unlovable, and a bit of everything, respectively. If we are moderate with these type of things, they actually can be enjoyable and not necessarily damaging to our bodies. Yet when we begin to develop spiritually, then there are other difficulties that can surface as we awaken. Not only our physical bodies become more sensitive, but our emotional and intuitive bodies become increasingly sensitive as well. Hard-to-absorb substances become not only uncomfortable, but difficult people, environments, and many other things can also become toxic to us. Many years ago, I noticed that when I'm in bars or places where people are checking each other out, that I often have to frequently urinate. Even if I haven't had a lot of liquids, I still notice this frequent need to eliminate Often when I get home, I find myself going to the bathroom more than normal when I'm trying to sleep at night. When people are attracted to us or simply energetically poking around, this can put pressure on our second chakras. The second chakra is the energy center below our navel that governs relationships, balance, and much of our sexual energy. I find a similar thing happens when we're around couples that are fighting or arguing around me. This area of my body gets uncomfortable and instinctively wants to release more than usual. On a more positive note, as we develop our intuitive abilities and our vibrational levels increase, we become more enlightened. We can become more tuned into knowing how to avoid toxic environments and difficult people. Our increased intuitive development can help us to avoid things that can harm us. We link our intuitive and instinctive centers in a productive way. 
There are many different benefits that can come from developing our intuitive abilities. We can actually train ourselves to allow negativity to flow through us, yet this is not always an easy thing to do. While I've never been able to completely commit to a vegetarian diet, I do respect and understand why vegetarians have chosen this path. Eating meat that is pumped with antibiotics and other toxic substances can be extremely hard on the body. Much of the meat most Americans ingest is also from animals that are treated quite poorly. To a large extent, the energy of cruel conditions, animals being killed in an inhuman ways, and the fear they experience becomes part of the meat and the byproducts and can be energetically and physically, physically uncomfortable to put into our bodies. I've committed to eating a lot less meat over the years. When I do buy and cook meat, I purchase free-range and organic meats. It's a bit more expensive, but worth it. I find that the meat I eat at some restaurants and buffets where the meat is poorer quality usually ends up making me sick. It may seem that we are becoming weaker as we delve spiritually and that the extra sensitivity limits us in some ways. Other people may see us as too fussy because we can't eat certain things or avoid some people and places. Yet the benefits to the increased sensitivity and fussiness will often allow us to age a lot better, become less likely to develop illness, and will become healthier physically, emotionally, and spiritually. The good news is that no matter how good or fussy we become, we can still have a little, little indulgence from time to time if we keep it reasonable. My bad thing is an occasional cigar. The buzz from tobacco is a little hard for me to handle, especially if I smoke before going to bed. Still, an occasional good cigar is just so good. And if I go there, I only smoke high-end tobacco. Not surprisingly, the cheap cigars make me physically sick. One of the greatest things about being alive is to enjoy the sensual delights of this world. Even if you are becoming more and more of a sensitive Susie, like me, you can still enjoy an occasional indulgence. It can be a bit of a balancing act, yet it can also be done. And no matter how much more sensitive I become, I'm never going to give up cheese, eggs, bagels, and really good chocolate, damn it. Okay, so that was my uh, my monthly column. Let me pop that off there. So uh, I kind of want to welcome everyone to the show. A couple of interesting stories to share connected with this as well. Because, you know, one of the things I kind of got when I wrote this column, and I do want to talk a bit about this in a little bit more detail, is that, you know, um, it, it did? It sounded kind of negative. It's sort of like, you know, you, you get this, again, a lot of my listeners are already fairly spiritual, somewhat spiritual, or very spiritual in different degrees. So I think what I'm talking about here is going to resonate with a lot of my listeners. Uh, yeah, you do become more sensitive. You know, a lot of times we attach this to aging, but the deeper truth is, you know, we're not just a physical body. We have emotional bodies. We have, um, you know, intellectual bodies. We have intuitive bodies. We have different energy centers that operate for all of us as human beings. So one of the things about becoming more spiritual, more enlightened, and more aware is the vibrational levels of these bodies rise. So there's some good things that come out of all of this. We'll talk about that in a minute. But in the column, I talked a bit, you know, maybe a little heavy-handed, but for, for a good reason about some of the negatives. And, you know, I always remember years ago, like, I mean, like I would said in the piece, I, I mean, fast food to me was done in my early 20s. Like, I mean, I cannot even eat it. I get really, really sick. Without getting graphic, I need a bathroom almost, you know, within 20 minutes of eating this stuff. I don't know how people eat this on a regular basis. Whoa. 
not even just the, the level of food in many cases. And, and there's some exceptions to this, by the way. But um, it's also, you know, think about this. If you've got like a couple of angry teenagers making your food, that energy is going into your food too. So not only do you have the bad food, the bad energy going in, typically when a high-end chef cooks for you or, you know, I mean, there's a little, more of a love put into it. That's why even, you know, meat that is not that good or vegetables that are not necessarily organic, you know, if they're made by someone who's doing it with love, that'll strengthen that food and the way our bodies handle it. So there, there's a real truth in that. Um, that's why, you know, it could be good to bless your food uh, as well. And treat it with love as you make it and, and put it in and thank the animals for, for giving up their life for you if you're using meat. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, we absolutely become more sensitive. And I know for me, um, I, I found, you know, especially in my late 20s and early 30s, I found myself very frustrated by it, that I couldn't do a lot of the things other people could get away with. You know, I had friends that were partying like rock stars, and it was not an option for me. You know, I mean, just... <laughs> not an option to drink very much to you know even again over the counter medications and things like that I can't even take them I mean it just messes me up in a way that it's just not worth it if it solves something it's going to take away something else but what I realized of course was this had to do with your energetic bodies vibrating at a you know at a higher rate and kind of a certain dynamic going on that was about your evolution and this is why I use the analogy about the bar and and the the pressure on your <laughs> second chakra making you want to urinate i bet you a lot of people know what i'm talking about here i've had a few people when i sent the column out uh, a couple of days ago people responded and said oh my god that's so funny i never really thought or that i noticed that happening i just thought you know that i was drinking too much and i'm peeing a lot it's like nope very common for there to be that energy push and think about it you're in a bar no matter what anyone's saying, people say, I'm just going to a bar to hang out, have fun. No, you're not. People are checking each other out. They're looking to see whether they're single. They're trying to feel them out. So energy is probing into your, your, you know, your, uh, your aura, your, your different energy centers when you're in places that are even more uh, you know, likely to, for that to happen. I mean, this type of stuff can happen at the grocery store, too. You know? So. We do. We become more sensitive. Uh, I know I mentioned in the piece as well, too, that even like, I mean, di I don't even understand. Uh, There's all kinds of information coming out about the dangers of diet sugars and how they're eroding the body. And, you know, I never needed a scientific study to tell me that that stuff was terrible. You know, and I did. I got a lot of people saying I was arrogant about this. But, I mean, I cannot stand the taste of artificial sugars. Ugh. You know, I, ne I just could never stand it. It's just gross to me. It tastes weird. And um, I know uh, my philosophy has always been, you know, just use a little bit of sh real sugar at least. I mean, the sugar's terrible too, but at least your body knows what to do with it. Um, use honey. You know, use molasses. There's other things that you can use as a sugar substitute that are not <sighs> that. The other thing is I have a friend of mine. She eats margarine on a regular basis too, and I'm always like, dude, margarine isn't that much cheaper than butter, and it's horrible. I mean, it's just, again, all these studies are coming out. It's damaging the body. It's eroding things. And I say with love, duh. You know, I mean, that stuff was just intuitive to me at a very, very young age. So if you're caught in some of that stuff, you know, like some people wean off it. You know, uh, you know what? even with sugar, the artificial stuff, I know it's the Diet Cokes and all the other things, too. You know, I, I form a, no, here's my, again, here's my snotty, fussy, let me tell you how to live scenario. What a shocker for a Sagittarius, by the way. <laughs> but uh, but in a kind way, you know, guys, don't drink calories. 
Period. I mean, I, you know, don't. I mean, just they, if you're going to take calories and don't drink them. I mean, that really is kind of a smart way. You'll actually stay leaner anyway. And then, you know, you know, Diet Coke, well, I'm not really drinking any calories. Yeah, but you're taking and all other type of crap. I mean, switch over to water. Switch over to tea, coffee without sugar necessary in it or just a little bit. But uh, there's solutions to all of those things. So, yeah, the physical stuff, we get fussier. It increases. I definitely – I notice a difference between organic meat and non-organic meat energetically. I have a friend of mine, every time I go over there, she's fanatical, and everything has to be organic, that she feeds her husband and her children, and they have chickens in the backyard, and, and they're very, they're very funny, they're very, they live in just down, they live in, in, a, in a totally normal suburb of Phoenix, but she's very fanatical about the different chemicals and things she'll even let go in, they buy all organic, so they spend a fortune, but um, I got to tell you, when I eat there, Never have any uh, negative reactions to her cooking and her food. It's always really harmonious the way that it feels when it's going in. So, yeah, this is a reality. You know, it does cost a little more. But, you know, here's the thing. Your body's not so fragile that it can't handle an occasional indulgence or something that's difficult. You know, I've, I, I mentioned this in the piece that I smoke cigars, and I think that sometimes shocks people. I've never smoked cigarettes in my life, by the way. It never interests me in the slightest. And by the way, emotionally and psychologically, tobacco tends to mask anger or a sense of powerlessness. But the place that I tend to smoke cigars and a little bit into excess when I do it is when I go to Vegas. And I see it's kind of like it's a little the cigar is different than a cigarette. It's a lot like, you know, I call, it's kind of like a an expensive snotty thing that men or women walk around and talk about politics and philosophy and sports and things within their hand. It's a little different than the energy of a cigarette. Um, and I'm not putting cigarettes down anyway. Too, if you smoke, you smoke. But um, but what I notice is because to me, it's that's part of my indulgence when I'm in Vegas. I want to smoke cigars. I want to have a good time. I want to where I can actually do it inside and gamble while I'm doing it. Although I'm actually really good about it. I don't sit next to someone when I'm smoking a cigar. I'll sit somewhere where there's nobody around. And if somebody sits next to me, then well, then tough crap. They subjected themselves to it consciously. But I'm actually a very polite smoker. But I know if I smoke too many, and I will, it, it is it's tough for me to sleep. It's hard on the body. But, um, you know, again, I'm such a, you know, such a sensitive Susie, as I jokingly say, that, uh, you know what, I want to I be good about how I treat my body. But, you know what, I don't want to become one of these people that just can't enjoy life and have something yummy and decent once in a while. You know, you just do with moderation. Uh, you know, I'll go weeks at a time without smoking a cigar, and then I'll smoke five of them in a day in Las Vegas, you know, and then weeks away from it again. So anyway, uh, I just find you have to drink a lot more water. I think that's the solution, too, for a lot of indulgence, drink a lot more water. But on the positive side, here's another thing, guys. Listen, um, your the sensitivity and the awareness increases of your subtle bodies, as we call them, the emotional and intuitive bodies, also have tremendous benefits let me tell you two quick stories, and then I think I may be able to open the phone lines up in about 10 minutes here so I can get these two callers who have patiently waited in, in a little bit. Um, okay, so here's my thing. Two little quick stories. Um, couple of, last week I was at my gym, and I saw this guy in a distance. He comes in once in a while. He's like one of these type of people that never stops talking. Nice guy. used to be a boxer, very thin, very lean, that very mercurial body type. He can't gain weight no matter what, probably mid-40s. And um, I saw him at a distance, and I, I, I say this with love, but I always avoid him because he's a nice guy, but he just will trap you for 45 minutes and never stop talking and have a comment on everything. And I, I can't be at the gym for three hours a day. You, oh, God. You know, I mean, it's an hour and I'm out of there. 
So I was kind of dodging him. I looked at him and I, from a distance and I thought, he looks like he had a stroke. You know, I'm looking at him. I'm thinking, God, he looks like he had a stroke. One side of his face is off. There's something energetically wrong. And I know he struggled with alcohol and drug issues and things like that. He can never seem to find a job. I mean, just, again, one of these kind of characters. But I thought he, he did. And then I got a little closer to him, and I looked, oh, may, no, maybe I'm, I don't know if I'm misreading that. Two days later, I went to the gym. One of my friends came to me and said that the day before, this guy died. He had a, uh, I guess it was a drug overdose, just suspecting, and his heart gave out. So I had to be blown away by that. It's, you know, you think for someone who's been in the intuition uh, metaphysical field for this long would not be surprised by these abilities when they happen, but it's like I saw what was going to happen before it happened in him. Now, I know that's, kind of, that's the thing that's funny because I'll get clients that will come to me and they're afraid they've never had a reading before and like, I don't want to know if I'm going to die. I don't know if I want to know if I'm going to come down with a debilitating illness. And it's like, nah, more often than not, that's not going to be the case. Um, but, yeah, I saw this in him. And, uh, you know, it, it's amazing what you, you, you pick up, again, as your intuitive abilities increase. Uh, most of the time they're valuable. And then the other day I had gone to the gym and I, you know, normally I change into kind of shorts and a T-shirt, and I leave my stuff in a locker. I don't lock the locker because I know most of the dudes there, and I don't have anything in there. I mean, my car keys and my cell phone are in there, but I don't keep my wallet in the locker. I mean, so anyway, long story short, work out, go into the locker room. Right before I did that, about 10 minutes before, there were two guys, two young guys. There's a basketball court, and they have guys that don't normally go to the gym that pay three bucks a day to use the basketball court. And uh, they, they walked by me, and I got a complete sense of total discomfort. Like, I just, I, didn't, I just didn't like these guys. It's something that just made me completely rubbed wrong about them. I just thought, you know, I couldn't put it into words, but I just was uncomfortable. So I go into the locker room about 10, 15 minutes later, and my gym shorts are gone. Someone actually stole my shorts. So I'm having a heart attack here because I'm thinking to myself, you know what, I don't have any money in there, but my cell phone, which I don't care as much about the cell phone, I could have replaced that. I have one from Verizon that's waiting for me to just order. And the reason I haven't ordered it yet is because every time you get a cell phone, you have to learn how to use the damn thing. <sighs> you know what I mean? Everyone <laughs> probably knows exactly what I'm talking about here. But uh, anyway, the, uh, and the, the biggest issue is my car keys. So I run outside to make sure my car is still there. It's there. My Prius is still there. And, you know, and I'm thinking to myself, I mean, I can't believe these probably those guys or somebody stole my shorts. And now I've got to worry about whether someone's going to take my car. And then the big issue in my head is, you know, car keys, it's not like the old days when you got a car key replaced and it was like you went to Walmart and they made the key. Now it's the whole, you know, you've got to pay $250, $300 to get a key replaced. You know what I mean? It's a nightmare. So I'm just like, this is unbelievable. And what do I do? Do I stand by the car to make sure they don't get it? So some of the guys are looking through their lockers with me, and, and some dude comes over to me and he goes, hey, in the bathroom stall, he said, there's a pair of green shorts in here. And uh, it turns out they were my shorts. And no, I didn't leave them in the bathroom stall. The guy, so I guess probably one of those two guys, so maybe one watched the door, and they basically were going through the pants pockets and looking for money. And I had some change in my pocket because I was going to get water, maybe a buck or probably a buck fifty and change to refill water uh, jugs. And lo and behold, my car keys and my cell phone were intact. <laughs> Very lucky. You know, but I got, I can tell you, I had 15 minutes of my life where my heart was in my chest. 
because I'm just thinking about the whole car key replacement and all the torture behind this. And uh, Anyway, good idea when you buy new cars. Make sure they give you two keys, especially even a used car. Make the dealership give you two keys. I didn't do that. That was my mistake. I bought it used about four years ago. Anyway, but, you know, I thought about how amazingly strong my intuition is. I sensed something was up with those two guys, and it wasn't that I could specify that they went through my stuff, but, yeah, I'm about 99% sure I know who it was. So while obviously there's some negatives to becoming a sensitive Susie, uh, because you can't, you're limited in, in certain of the things that you're able to take into your body, um, on the positive side, yeah, and your intuition is going to grow really, really dramatically. Um, you know, mine, like I said, there are times when it's absolutely just through the roof, and I think it freaks people out, but it's mostly really a positive. Um, you know, I mean, I've had that too where, you know, a friend of mine introduced me to his girlfriend and said, oh, here's my new girlfriend, and we're engaged, and I'm like, oh, four months, and this is done. I don't say it out loud, though, but usually my intuition is pretty right on with certain things. Or, you know, in other cases, I've seen the opposite where, Someone introduced me to someone, and I knew it was going to be a mate for them for a very long time. So it's great to have these abilities and for them to increase. And, again, that's a big focus of my show. I want to teach you guys how to do this, and we'll talk about more of these things in future shows. Again, on the negative side, my joke about becoming a sensitive Susie is just that. Yeah, you do. There's a lot of things you won't be able to have or to do that you were able to do years ago. So it's a combination of aging and the body becoming a lot more sensitive. But also, again, it has a lot to do with the increase of awareness in your intuitive bodies as they grow and as they evolve. So uh, I don't. it's not going to lessen. But, yeah, you know what? Hold on to your little indulgences. Just do it in a small way and, and then drink lots and lots of water <laughs> every, time you, every time you do anything, quote-unquote, bad. I find that with sugar. I can't have as much sugar. This year I've actually been really good. I've been really decreasing my sugar intake, partly consciously, but partly I just have had not much of an interest in it. And what sugar does emotionally and psychologically to our, our, our psyche is we, we crave sugar when we feel unlovable. Um, yeah, it's just, it is. I mean, it's, it's intertwined energetically. And then, you know, on the, the practical side of it is you have too much sugar, you know, your blood is racing and you're totally uncomfortable and, so I've actually found myself eating a lot less sugar uh, since the beginning of the year. And, of course, I've gotten a lot leaner, and uh, I'm not craving it as much. It's just once in a while. Okay, one more thing I want to mention, and then I'm going to take a couple of these calls here. Um, because I've got two calls already, I'm not going to put the uh, call number up because I think I'm only going to be able to take two five-minute calls today. But I want to grab these two unbelievably patient people that waited this long. So uh, before I do that, in a couple of minutes, let me mention something else. I will be posting my new uh, astrology video on uh, Facebook. Uh, I'll probably post it here if I can find a link for it on, on Blog Talk Radio, too. So I'll be doing that in the next couple of days. Uh, I'm going to do a promotion on Facebook where um, anybody who has, even if you've already had a session with me that way, uh, a full astrology chart interpretation session, whether here in my home office or by phone, uh, where I'll send you a chart, you'll follow along, I'll tape and record it and send you the tape afterwards. A full session is normally what we call a long hour, about a 70-minute uh, session. Uh, and normally it's 110 uh, for a full astrology chart interpretation. But uh, for the month of April, any of my Facebook fans, followers, or friends who a friend requested me 
will have the opportunity to get their astrology chart done for 75 bucks. Uh, so I'm taking uh, $35 off my uh, my normal price uh, just for April for any requests who told me that they saw the video. It's an astrology video. So that's my promotion. So if you're catching the show live or uh, in the archive and it's still April, only going to happen in April, guys. Otherwise, I'm going back to my regular price for the astrology sessions. Um, email me at VenturaSag at Yahoo.com, and you can take advantage of that special, and we'll find a time to get you in in the next week or two. Uh, just so you know, even for personal readings, most of the time I don't do same-day calls. Usually it's going to be a couple of a day or two, or you know, sometimes I can do the next day, but uh, more often than not, I almost never am able to do a same-day call um, session. But uh, anyway, you can email me if you're interested, and we'll set you up with that heavily discounted astrology session. Okay. That said, i got a few more minutes here, so let me take some of these callers. Uh, 619, welcome to Snake Oil Radio. Hi, this is Donna. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. Uh, What's your name again? Donna. Donna, okay. Have you, have you called before, Donna? No, it's my first time. Okay, I was, kind of, yeah. I, was, I was wondering about that. Okay, so thanks for your patience and waiting. So did you have a question, comment, or well, what, what's I your... Well, uh, no, I don't really have a... I just, I don't. Not, I don't really have a specific question. Is can I kind of leave it open? Uh, you're, yeah. You say you, you, okay. That'd be great. So first, tell me what's your day and month of birth. My date of birth is ten twenty five sixty seven. Ten twenty five. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to pull a couple of cards for you, just kind of give you a little brief mini peek oh. at where things are now and where they are going for you. Yeah. Okay. Give me a second here. I'm shuffling cards here. All right. Let's see what we get as an outcome here. Interesting. Okay. So let me tell you what's coming up, uh, Donna. Um, we have um, uh, two swords coming up in your past position. So this is the past or the basis of matter. Two swords means, you know, what you've probably been experiencing for the last couple of weeks or last few months or so. The two swords often it is a feeling like you've got to make some decisions, but you're not sure exactly where, what to do yet or what the right choice is. So a lot of times um, they use that analogy or image of a woman sort of sitting in a chair feeling somewhat blindfolded because she's not sure which direction she should necessarily go next in that sense. You know, I always think that there's some element of still sort of collecting information or waiting for certain timing um, that we see with this card as well, but again, it means that the you know the base of the matter, the base is about making decisions or making choices right now. Swords always have to do with analysis and thinking in our process, and sometimes they have to do with a little bit of um, uh, adversity as part of that process as well. So, the present card comes up the Seven of Wands or the near future. Um, which is a perseverance card. It means that you're actually, um, it could feel like you're kind of juggling multiple pressures. Like the image of the Seven of Wands is they show a man walking on a tightrope, and he's got the balancing uh, wand in his hand, keeping himself balanced, but the images of six people poking staffs up underneath him. So he's holding his position, but I always, my joke is I would say this is a bit of a pain in the ass. I guess it could feel like you're trying to maintain a position and it can feel like there's a little antagonism or that you're, you, know, you have to be sort of courageous and continue to persevere at some level. But on a, on a positive side, it's a perseverance card. It recommends perseverance and continue to move forward, that you're actually getting somewhere, even if it doesn't seem like that's the case. 
And then the outcome card in the next couple of months comes up, the emperor card, which the emperor card means that something you're working on is actually going to work. Uh, the emperor card comes up upright, and it means success in life and business. It means more decisiveness. And a lot of times it's almost like a, I would say it's somewhat of a directing card, because sometimes if it has to do with work and career and practicality, it's more that you're in a position to um, feel like you're, you're more in charge or that you're directing at some level. So there's a kind of a positive that way um, in relation to home and family matters. It still has that energy of the willingness to take charge and, and even direct your own affairs and others in a positive kind of a way. So this is a good sign. There's something coming up in the next couple of months that you're going to feel like you've achieved something you've been working toward. Okay. Does that make any sense to you? Yeah, yeah that'd be nice. That yeah, usually. Usually it's kind of a, the emperor's a good work card. It usually means some success around that. And that's the kind of feeling that I'm getting. There's some type of move forward and some type of an upgrade that I feel like is happening. But what your guide is saying to me is it's because you've really been working toward this already. It just, it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't seem like you're doing enough. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where you yeah. want to say, I, I need to be, you know, working harder. And I know... Scorpio, one of the things I would say for Scorpios is you guys know full well that things typically don't always necessarily come easy. That's one of the things about Scorpio. I think that's the the gift of Scorpio is that perseverance and persistence that Scorpio has, being a fixed sign and and that sense of finding purpose. But, yeah, sometimes things take forever. Almost where your head spins. You're like, when am I going to get to the goal? But uh, you're getting there. So some some good energy coming in the next three months. I feel some... Really, some opportunities coming up strongly in um, May and June. Well, good. Okay. Cool. Thank cool. you. Cool. All right. Thank you for Thank your you so call. Much. Okay. Have have a great day. Bye. You now. do. It's always nice to deliver um, positive and good information. <laughs> and people think, oh no, all readers they always say the nice, good things. No, that's not true. Yesterday we did a show. I did a show with Shelley Overton, who's an astrologer. A great show, and, and check out Shelly's show on on, on uh, Blog Talk Radio too. She does, an, I think it's Astro Energy Show, and she uh, and we had some callers going through some struggles. You know, it wasn't wasn't necessarily all that easy. So uh, yeah, not you know, I mean, I, I do my own cards every couple of months. Sometimes my cards are great; it's easy. Sometimes it's a pain in the ass. You know what I mean? But here's the good news, guys: it always means that you're going to grow, you're going to evolve. This good that's going to come out of it. Just sometimes it's hard to see that when you're going through it. Let me grab one more caller here. Nine four four. Welcome to Snake Oil Radio. Thank you, Jim. Uh, this is Pam, and I enjoy your show and all the comments you made tonight. Oh, thank you, Pam. And I it's, also uh, like to hear uh, Shelley. I, I listen to both of you. Oh, cool. My birthday right is so twelve eight forty three. Twelve eight. All right. See what you see coming up. What's ahead? You want to see what's coming up? You got it. Yeah. All right. Another Sagittarius. Mm-hmm. You know, I always like to, you know, it's like my little basic uh, information. You know, the positive pole of Sagittarius is I understand. Yeah. You know, Sagittarius have a knack for understanding why people do things. They may not agree, but Sagittarius are good at having some understanding of it. In that way, I've always been really, really good at it uh, myself in some respects. Like, I can even don't agree with something. It's like I, I, I know a lot of times what makes people tick. You know, um, so that's the good. Uh, the negative pole for Sagittarius is I exaggerate. So Sagittarius are notorious for exaggerating. That's why a lot of Sagittarius are writers and actors and performers and 
and, and speakers because they have real skills that way. Um, and Sag's lesson is to learn restraint, by the way. Not the easiest <laughs> thing for Sagittarius. You know, fire signs are funny because some people get insulted when I say this. But I'm like, all fire signs are lunatics. You know, it's part of being born a maniac. I mean, you don't need anyone to motivate you. You have to know when to chill out sometimes and just not always take action or open your mouth or especially for Sagittarius when something is you feel is a lie or baloney you want to bring it to light right no that's not true so, well friends sometimes don't appreciate that <laughs> so I say sometimes you know when to just stick a lock anyway so let's see what we got going on here the seven of swords I did the same thing as I did with uh with Donna for Pam here um I picked uh three tarot cards the seven of swords comes up in your past um so this is what's already happened. You know, this is a difficult card. Um, it means generally two things. It means that there's been worry or concern. You're, you're thinking too much. You're overanalyzing. Um, you're, you're, you may even be worrying. Um, he uses the word uselessness, sort of like mental spinning mm -hmm. that we find with this card. Here's the thing, though. You're not worrying about nothing, though. The Seven of Swords usually means there was something, a circumstance or situation in your past where you kind of got screwed over, where you went through some type of difficulty. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to minimize this card. This is a sucky card. You know, years ago, a friend of mine read my cards for me at a fair, and this came up in the past, and she said, God, you have such wonderful cards. I don't know why this crappy card is in your past. I was like, yeah, because when I first moved to Phoenix, I lived with someone who stole my credit cards, impersonated my identity. And I went to, and then eventually got arrested and went to jail. I mean, it was horrible. A couple of months of my life, and she was like, "How did that happen to you?" I'm like, "Believe it or not, not well, not all. We're not all. <laughs> we go through difficulties sometimes. So, uh, yeah, this is lousy. I mean, so what I see happening, and here's the good news. I know you're still evaluating that and trying to understand and piece it together mm -hmm. at some levels. But I feel a big thing to be aware of is it's like you're almost a little phobic now." Your yep. emotional body is it's like you're, there's a fear of being hurt again mm -hmm. or, you know what I mean, of getting knocked down. And yep. I don't feel that coming. Good. <laughs> In other words, so you're safe. That That's a key thing to remember. But it is you. We have to, I mean, even after a car accident or something, it is. It's like a while before we feel safe again or, you know, comfortable. We we do. We get really, really stressed. So it's natural. So a good mantra is to know that you're safe. You know, just every day if, when you go out into the world, you know, ask your ask for extra angels and spirit guides to, to be with you. I and do. to protect you, and they will. They will. They love that crap. <laughs> they just do. They they ask. They come when we ask. So the the daughter of wands comes up reversed in your present, which means that it's going to be one of two things, and usually a bit of both. It usually means sometimes there's an influence of a young woman who has got issues with her fire energy, meaning she's too opinionated, too much of a know-it-all, and a pain in your ass, or someone who's weak and ineffective. Um, the other thing is a lot of times the Daughter of Wands reverse means it can mean stress and a little anxiety about sometimes our work or where we're putting our energy in terms of our endeavors. So and the other thing I always say with this card is sometimes it's asking us to look at our impatience because we might be being frustrated. So sometimes that's coming from ourselves. Sometimes it's from the people around us. So usually it's a bit of both. And the outcome card comes up the hangman upright which is actually a very positive card. It means that you're getting ready. Like the hangman is like the planting of a new garden and the planting of a new seeds. It means that you're actually going to commit to something in the next couple of months that will inevitably prove very, very beneficial for you. But it will require some sacrifice, meaning, you know, sometimes a sacrifice of time and energy and, um, you know, the willfulness to kind of stick to it. It's kind of like the farmer's card, as I put it. It also has a lot to do with... Um, 
really like a change in our consciousness in terms of the way we're viewing things and the t- in terms of what our priorities are. So there's some shifts that are coming around for you as well in that sense. And I am hearing that, again, like there is some some tests of patience still for you. But there, th- things are coming. It, it just feels like it's very slow in coming to fruition is what I'm hearing. Yes, Does that is. make sense? Oh, absolutely. Things are very slow. Huh? Yeah, really yeah. Be patient with it because you are. You're getting to the goal, and I feel like the same thing I, in a similar way like I was saying to Donna, too. It's like you're acquiring a lot of knowledge at this point. It's just that I feel like you're eager to put it into action, mm-hmm. and you're feeling restricted a little, but that's not going to stay that way. I see some changes as we get toward the uh, as we get toward the early part of the summer, and I really like what I see happening in the fall for you. There seems to be some real doors opening. Okay. Can you tell what areas any of this is? Uh, you know, it, it it looks like you know what, what I'm hearing is it may have to do with with your work and your career, but I'm also feeling like it's somewhat emotional. Yeah, I feel like it's entwined. Right What's now, that? working. Yeah. It, it feels like it's entwined. It's something that's warming at both levels, so that's what they're saying to me. But you'll have a lot of enthusiasm about it, and you're going to get results. It just feels like, you know, I mean, it's just taking forever. Yes, it is. So. <laughs> that's right. All right. Well, Those keep us updated. Yes. Absolutely. Thanks. Excellent. Thank you for the call. i got to let you go because we're running out Appreciate of time it. here. But thank you. Night. Cheers. Appreciate the patience and the wait. Okay, looks like we're at the end of our show here. Thank you guys for joining me. Thank you both for my callers. Um, and uh, my my guests in the chat room. Hey, guys, if you're not already getting the column, email me, VenturaSag at Yahoo.com. Get in the free monthly newsletter, and uh, you can uh, hit me info up on Facebook and all that good stuff as well. And, uh, and uh, you know, and, and take advantage of the astrology special or share it with someone else. Um, you can, uh, as long as uh, they, they tell me that they saw my video or they caught this show, they can do that special in April of 2013 only. We'll do that discount for anybody who caught it. So um, email me, easiest way to reach me, VenturaSagiYahoo.com. Guys, thanks for joining me today. We'll catch up with you next time. We'll be back here for our astrology show next week and the great interview show coming up with Carla Lamley and on the 18th. So I'll be able to take some more calls next week as well. All right, Jim Ventura signing out. Cheers. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And uh, we'll catch you next time.